For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome back to the Vamos Morados Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Benton. Oh, I should mention we're on the state of Louisville. The state of Louisville guys are so great to us. They edit all this so we don't have to. They have been they uh, got... absolute saints. They have been awesome. It's uh this it's it's soccer season, Benton. The the buds are on the trees, the smell of spring is in the air. Not been totally cold recently games. the past few days. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's really hit me. We had this a big week. storm and all the lights are out. It's spring. I missed that storm, thankfully. Oh, I was out on the I, beach. That's yeah, l- lucky you. <laughs> a lot of people did not miss the storm. <laughs> so speaking of our friends at uh State of Louisville, did you see they got a new food food show coming up? I'm really I'm glad very you excited brought that. about this. I'm glad you brought that up because I thought the concept of linemen going around town like and talking about food places is hilarious and awesome, and I it absolutely love it. It looks great. I'm so excited for it. It's L&M Eats, the new new show. It's two two freshman linemen for L are going to go around and eat at different restaurants in town and do like a little, I think, like Food Network type show, travel, travel show. I think it's going to be very fun. I feel like there's a lot of places I... I haven't been to like food wise in Louisville yet, so hopefully it can culture me and help me find some of these uh, hidden gems. Yeah, so you probably huts. haven't been to Dizzy Wiz, have you? I know, I know what you're talking about, but no, I have not been there. I've driven yeah. by. I'm like, that looks fun, but I haven't been there. It was great. That was that was like our high school hangout. <laughs> that and then I can in that same vicinity. There's that Ollie's trolley. Ollie's trolley, Ollie's trolley's great. Although yeah. I was used to think that was a local thing, and then I I saw them in other cities when I was traveling, and, and I was wrong. It's a chain. I was I was about to mention that I was in um, when I was back home in Cincinnati recently. I was driving around, and I saw that area, and I'm like, wait, I thought that was just a Louisville thing. I'm like, oh, it's a chain of some sort. There's at least one other location, but either way, still went to try. Dizzy Wiz, Dizzy Wiz is Louisville. That looks fine. Looks like ah. just like a classic burger joint, like. Yeah. I like that vibe. You want a burger so we'll with see. like a sausage on top of it that'll give you a heart attack. You go dizzy with. <laughs> so I'll keep an eye on that uh, on that podcast so so we can find those those deep cuts. So, but yeah, they're uh, the stay yeah, little guys. Good to be know, back. They got a lot of good podcast network and they take care of us. And yeah, it is good to be back producing content. We're ready to talk soccer again. I'm full on back in soccer mode. Yeah, but first. I think we're I'm where it's a new feature. We're gonna, we're we're keeping it loose this year. Bitten, what are you into this week? What 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 non-soccer thing have you has piqued your interest this week? So, while while my uh I've been getting more into soccer mode recently where I kind of get like pretty hyper focused on it, I still have been finding the time 
time to play the game uh, City Skylines. It's kind of like a if you played Sim City back in the day, a, a city builder and, and management whatnot, and uh, it is way more addicting I thought than when I first started playing it. I'm like, oh my god, getting absorbed, getting really uh, into the infrastructure, um, you know, building roads out and planning my city, trying to yeah, make I it believe walkable. Our, our and buddy, stuff. our buddy John from the Coopers is, streams that a lot. Is into City Skylines. I think I've seen that. Yeah, I don't think my my city's very good, but it's been fun to watch it grow and and managing the money or whatnot. I remember playing Sim City back in the day and having no idea what I'm doing and all the budget stuff. I remember you raise the taxes and you hear all this this little crappy MIDI like voices going booing you, and then you lower it and they're all cheering. <laughs> and I would just have to use the cheat codes for the money because I didn't know what I was doing. Good old time, yeah, but uh, but that's that's been my non one of my non soccer things I've I've been been doing a lot of. Lately, what nice. about you, Zach? What is uh, what has been captivating you, non-soccer related? I, I have been very into the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, movie trailer. I think Mutant Mayhem is the name of it. It is absolutely gorgeous. The whole it, uh, it, it's it's CG, but the whole thing looks like a moving painting. It, it reminds me a lot of. Um, I, I think like it's actually like a writer, a director, the Mitchells versus the machines, which had kind of a look like that or into the spider verse. Yeah. Kind of fits in with those. It, it's even more painterly than into the spider verse even, but, uh, I think Seth Rogen is producing it. So it looks like it'll be pretty funny and, and it's, it's already looks gorgeous. So I, I have been extremely into that. It, it looks like I, I had been sleepwalking and directed a movie in my free time because it's like all the stuff I'm into together. I think he's uh, actually voicing one of the guys too. The Warthog is his name, Beepop, yeah. something like that. Beep Did I get that right? I think, uh, yeah, and I think John Cena is Rocksteady, or could be reversed, but uh, they play a time called my, uh, Quest Turtle song War. during the trailer. Got good, like early '90s vibes. They their voices are like actually kind of like children sounding voices which is interesting and kind of different compared to what you hear a lot of times like specifically donatello sounds like a little kid <laughs> in it but uh it looks very pretty and funny so i'm looking forward to that a lot yeah, fingers but, crossed but Bitten, it, uh, it turns out good we don't got time we don't, we don't got time for other things though because because we got soccer coming up this weekend oh, we're here it it's is already here what happened fast yep I thought we got an well, off season. It felt it felt long for a minute, but then and then it didn't. You know, it's just I don't know. Very shift. Like I was fine with the off season. I was kind of relaxing, decompressing, kind of doing a lot of exploring other interests and whatnot. And and then I think the preseason stuff started, and I got back in soccer mode. I'm like, all right, we got to go. We got to go. Let's get this stuff started. So I'm ready. Now, I'm Coach eager. Cruz had a pretty busy off season. You want to talk about some of the roster moves that the team has made? Last couple months, he did, yeah, he did not have as busy as an off season. It's not as a super busy time. one, but yeah. still got a lot more more busy than I than I would have expected with how many players we kept. He he keeps busy anyway. Even the roster component side away, like he keeps very busy. It is like truly crazy how much he works and just how passionate he is about he does um, about like what he does. And if you're contract. not somebody, I'm gonna huh? I'm gonna I'm gonna brag on him for a minute. But so if he's somebody. That you're not like paying close attention to, or like like cheering on and appreciating while we have him. You certainly should do that. He's a young rising star, and 
he's going to do uh, he'll do big things one day within the soccer world. But we're fortunate to have him right now. So it's my little pension on him to coach. No, I don't wish that on him. I'm not. Fa- Does he I'm, not I'm have enough a... family connections? I'm I'm with Michael Shaw. I don't. I just don't get into the whole national team stuff and don't like it or whatnot. So I don't. I mean, unless he wants it, like I don't. I don't wish that upon him. I get into it, but I shouldn't. <laughs> I'll watch it when it's on, but like it's, it's not. It's not gonna be my passion, like ever. Like it's a passing interest. I don't really care that much what happens there. Like. I'll cheer on the U.S. You're because to try it's to catch a game at the next World Cup. I mean, it's. I mean, I guess it's going to depend on those prices. I mean, really, it's going to have to be the closest yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah. I I thought Cincinnati might get um get one, but then looking at yeah, all the I places for sure that were either awarded, Cincy or Nashville would have gotten one. I was kind of disappointed that neither of them got one. Yeah, I mean, they 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 seem to focus on. Uh, it looks like they're only playing in like NFL sort of venues. So like, I thought that the fact that like TQL Stadium went up in Cincinnati might. Might help them that in the big soccer culture there, but it seemed like my my vision of the selection criteria is different than than what the actual committees was. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I I said a long time ago I would do what I could to get to at least a game. So I I'm not sure that uh that I feel the same way about that now. We'll see when it gets closer. What's available? What those ticket prices look like? I'm sure I'm going to see the the cost and immediately say nope. I'll watch my home. <laughs> That'll make the decision easier, I think passionate to like the the uh, the international game like i would maybe fork out or be bummed about how how much the price is but since i'm just kind of apathetic about it like probably not going to go but that's all right plenty of other people fill a stance we'll see we'll see still, i still got time to mull it over kick it around so let's talk about some some soccer moves talk about the departures first let's get first the sad stuff was, out of the way first yeah First up, Mr. Corbin Bone. I would like to mention, I would like to bring up the fact that he ended his season on a red card, which is pretty electric and a pretty it's the best way to end your career. A pretty cool way to end your career, if we're being honest. I mean, it sucks he didn't get to to play in like the, the finals. Like that would have been a cool opportunity for your last game. I mean, it kind of sucks card, that he screwed the team over with the red card. I was furious with him about that and i'm still mad about that but like between his whole body work and how everything panned out like it, it's fine but in that moment i was oh i not been that mad at one of our players i don't know about ever you know Oof. so anyway corbin retired good for him he had a great long career he is now an admin with fc cincinnati which makes sense like if you know if it, you know how like when players like in the He's nfl right there. now when they retire yeah, they they kind of like go into the Hall of Fame as, uh, with a team. If if there was something like that for him, he probably would have been with Cincinnati. He spent probably some of his best years there, and I get that. And I'm glad that he was able to not only land on his feet after retirement, but also stay in the soccer world. So I personally don't hold that against him, despite them being one of our, our rivals. Do we yeah. still consider them rivals, even though we really haven't had like no, man, it's much spicy hard. matches? Well, like I don't this? know. I say that, but like. If you're like, what team do you want to beat in the, the Open Cup the most of anybody in the country? It's it's FC Cincinnati, so I guess I guess it's still there a little bit. But does the ever average FC Cincy fan like even like know or care about Little City's existence? Like it can't yeah, they be still like a stalk us online. relationship. Do they? Yeah. Did I mute them? Maybe. Whatever. <laughs> he muted enough. So anyway, yeah, I there. you know. 
little bit. Uh, I, no, what, it's what not. It's get... not. The fire does not burn as bright as it used to. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. So. But with that being said, I don't I don't hold it against Corbin. I'm you know, I'm glad he's got a good thing going. Yeah, I knew he he was staying since he was commuting from Cincinnati down here to Louisville. Like we t- we talked crazy. with him about that before, which is yeah, it's just wild to to make that commute on a regular basis. For and he's every got practice. <laughs> yeah, he's got reg- he's got like multiple kids. So it's not like he could just like crash on a couch for the weekend, stay down here when he needed to. Like he was going home to see those kids. Good for him. I wish him a happy I- retirement. Next up on the list. Mr. Napo was real tough for me. Yeah, Napo. Napo was Napo was good. I was I was thinking about this on my on my walk today. He had he holds in my place like there's just some moments that stick out my head with Louisville City and probably all for a very long time. He's a local guy. You hate seeing the local guys leave. Yeah, yeah, UK guy. The two moments I'm thinking of is one his kind of breakout game as winger Napo in the 2020 season. I think it was against Sporting Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. Just yep. some of the moves he put on that game that were just that were some of the some of the cooler moves I think we've seen in that stadium some of that the the better play like so that moment sticks out in my mind and the other was when he got the red card in Birmingham and <laughs> he clearly on the TV said like look at the joke he doesn't see he's like a super nice guy he seems pretty quiet but he looks at the ref and says you're a fucking joke and so I made that <laughs> gif where uh, where I have that clear labeled on it so I like to use that occasionally so I think that was a fun moment. It's you know it sucked for the for the team at the time. It was a it turned out to be a draw. We were we were fine at the end of the day, but it was funny. Well, and just like I think he always had the issue of he for his entire career here, his like natural position is the position the team was always the deepest at yeah. any given year, and so he never really was able to get like a consistent minutes and really like lock down a position to make it his own. And so mm-hmm. I really hope with Oakland, like I, I think, I think he's got the stuff. Like I think he is on any other team. that's not as deep as Louisville city. He's a consistent starter. Oh, yeah. uh, so I really do. I really do look forward to seeing him hopefully like really be a consistent starter out in Oakland and have a great season. Yeah. I mean, when you know when a player leaves, sometimes you kind of like gauge like how how they left. I think he left on really good terms, and I think most fans are going to wish him nothing but the best. I hope he tears it up in every game that he plays for them, except for when he plays us. I say, do we play Oakland this week? I I should have I should have done more podcast prep. I'm looking that up right now. <laughs> yes, we do play. I don't Oakland. remember August twenty sixth. I mean, yeah, yeah, I just knew with the new format, we were going to play them in one way or another. Just didn't know where. Is that home or away? Um, I don't know Google's format. Wait, uh, right. it doesn't matter. We got plenty is... of time. While you're looking that up, I'll go ahead and talk about the next one. It's home. Mr. It's a home P- game, so we get to see Napo home here. Game. Yeah, he comes home back to the bluegrass. There we go. Good for him. Next up on our list of departures, Parker Siegfried. Uh, you know, goalkeeper is a it's just kind of a weird position to be in. I feel like you a lot of time these guys don't like get the regular playing time until they're like later in their careers, which is probably a tough thing. And you know, it's, it's hard to break in if they're, if you have a a good goalkeeper, he's probably going to play pretty much every game. He's healthy. And unfortunately Parker wasn't, wasn't really our second string either. He was, he was the third string. So his odds of seeing the field were, were were pretty low. And I could see how you a really great guy though. He was always fun to talk to. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to get to that. He's apparently a super smart guy. So I think what part of also lends in his decision is like, I mean, he he could probably go make some good money in the uh, in the private sector, in the non-sporting world and whatnot. And and when you're kind of looking at your position on the team, he's thinking to myself, well, do I want to go try to find a spot somewhere else, which is far from a sure thing? Yeah. Or, you know, do I want to ride this out or do I just, you know, I, do I just call it a day. Did I get my fill? And he, cho- he chose the latter. So wish him nothing but the best. I know he was, uh, he was pretty well liked and respected. And last departure is Mr. Uh, John Eric Linehouse. Yeah. Our German Which friend. Think- he played for Marshall. Yes. Yep, second, Marshall. I think myself. everybody on that Marshall team is playing professionally now. Yeah. Good for them. Like they, yeah. Their entire starting 11. Uh, I think, I think uh, uh, league one's a good fit for him. Yeah, I think. I, think, I mean, he didn't. It didn't look that bad when he played. It's just one yeah. of those things. Like, I think he'll get know, a he lot of play time down there. Career. I think. I think yeah. that'll be really good for him. Yeah. So he's down in, in one Knoxville. I wish you know, wish him nothing but the best. Um, I'm sure he got some good Knoxville experience. Does Knoxville have a couple of those players from that Marshall team already? I don't, I the only other one, I the only other Marshall player I'm tracking on is one of our new signings. Uh, Oliver Semmel was uh, was from Marshall. Yeah. Besides that, I don't know. I don't know really the names of of the other ones, but I think you're right that I quite a few of them from from recent. I think memory a couple of them play on playing. the national team, so yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun team to watch in in League One this year. They got great logo. Yeah, they do. Love their crest. Yeah, yeah it's it's fun and unique. I like how they went with kind of a unique name too. Just one Knoxville instead of like yeah, everybody's doing like FC whatever. Yeah, I don't know if there's more to it than that. <laughs> I don't know if there's a, a Knoxville angle to that that I'm not familiar with, but yeah, it's good to be different. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at it. It's not like it's bad. It's just different. It's fun. I'm all right with it. I don't think I'm missing anybody else on the departure front. Am no, I? that is it. Okay. Four. Four players left. That's it. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, Not a team that made we, the finals. Yeah. we yeah, the, the fact that we kept kept as many pieces together as we did is is really phenomenal, exciting, and actually, I well, one and of with the, all those good young players we had last season too, that you would yeah, hey, you would think got, that like teams would want to take a shot at. Uh, so I think really it shows like how much players think that like this is the team to play on to get better and mm-hmm. like hit your like improve yourself and, and hit your personal peak. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Like with that one year, I mean, they're one year wiser and smarter on the field and one year more accustomed to our playing style. So I'm really excited about all the pieces we kept, which one of the early practices that they had in the Halo media session went out there. I asked coach Cruz about that. I'm like, so um, particularly because this was, uh, I think this was about the time when a lot of that news is popping off because there's a number of teams that made just a lot of big changes. And like on paper, they seem to like level up pretty hard. You got to think of like teams like Indy, Charlotte. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll even put Hartford in that category. They all just seem to do really well improving on paper. I was asking him about that. Like, like, are you, are you, are you happy to be in the position you are? Like, and he, he was very quick to say like, yes, he, he, he was all in on on the consistency and the value that that brought. So um, it's gonna be. I'm I'm really interested to see how that uh, pans out because we'll be a bit of a known entity. Do you know what I mean? Like they have a lot. They have a whole year of game tape 
prior to this that year. Is the, that is the flip side of that. Yeah. But even then, even if you know what we're going to do, can you stop Although us? I feel like, isn't Louisville City always kind of a known entity to everybody? I mean, we've been why? very been consistent away, yeah. with the style we play and, and have had very consistent rosters. So I, I, yeah. don't know, I don't know if that's a huge difference than any other year. I, I yeah I agree. I mean I I think there's there's always certainly been a, a big element to that. I think we've been particularly even more stable. But on the flip side to that stability, we um it seems like we're trying out formationally and tactically a lot of new things as well. So maybe we might be a little bit harder to decipher than we're than I'm initially giving the team credit for. But either way, I was kind of asking him about that. Do you, I like like would you rather be kind of good and known, or would you rather like really? level up on paper here and, and be able to kind of catch people off guard. And he was happy with the position that we're in. I am always, guys. I mean, like I was a big fan of the Spurs throughout the like two thousands in the NBA. I'm a big fan of, I'll take just consistently good over <laughs> like peaks and valleys, like switching between being great and being terrible. I like, yeah. I, I oh, like yeah. teams that just, that just every year they're solid and you know, they're going to be good. Yeah. One of the cool things about Louisville is, is I think we were in a way trendsetters about the stability piece. I mean, I think for the, by and large, we've always been more stable than the other teams around us for pretty much our entire history. I remember, I, you know, it was pretty early on in Louisville city's tenure in the USL. That was like an era yeah, I in think which when like, I looked it up, teams their, were regularly their losing biggest half the roster changeover year was year one to year two. Uh, I think it was like, I think they lost like forty percent of the minutes and like sixty mm-hmm. percent of the players between year one and year two, and that was it. There was never another year even close to that. Yeah, and I mean, you could argue they they leveled up during that yeah. that time too. And I think that's well, I think a similar the league, situation. I, mean, I think that was a time where the league was growing fast enough that it was not possible to to stay cons- like to keep a consistent roster and still be good because the the league was improving at such a quick pace that you couldn't just keep the same team for those first couple of years. True. True. Yeah. I think a lot of it probably also came down to to financials and the contracts are given out. I think now you're seeing a bit more longer, more than one year sort of deals, Yeah, which is good. I, I like, I like having that. So anyway, um, let's talk about the new guys. How about it? All right. First up uh, was Dylan Maris, who's a big pickup. Uh, I mean, yeah. no spoilers, but I think probably the biggest signing of all, all the new players in the, of the offseason because he, eh, it's not it's not clear cut, but he he is a good, good player. Yeah, I mean, I think he's I think he's the most sure thing. I don't want to discount uh, Rasmus Thelson. We'll, well, we'll talk I about mean, him. He plays in a, minute, a position but... that the team did not have a big need in so i think as far as roster construction he might not have been the most important signing but i think probably the the biggest player that they sign yeah yeah i know i I, yeah i agree with that a uh, a corbin bone replacement and dare i say maybe an upgrade ever maybe ever so slight certainly uh... certainly an upgrade over 2022 corbin bone yeah an aging uh 33 year old corbin yeah, oh that's fair. An aging younger than me, Corbin. <laughs> we'll just we'll just gloss over that fact. <laughs> but uh, I but, still uh, got God, an old man league. If Corbin's missing the commute, he can come down and join our old man team. 
Yeah, we'll we'll make some roster spots for them. We'll cut somebody. Cut myself if we need to. <laughs> but uh, no, Dylan. Uh, Dylan was a Dylan was a big pickup. I think his his experience in the league is pretty invaluable, and he's got ties back to Louisville, having played with Paulo before. I'm sure that really helps things. I yep. think there's always a level of uh, chemistry there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that impressed a lot of people outside of Louisville circles as well, which is always a really good sign. You got guys like John Morrissey, uh, USL Tactics, pretty uh, hyped and excited about that one. So. Scored um, yeah. double-digit goals out of the midfield last season, which is pretty Yeah, big. he really just popped You don't off see a lot of midfielders random. score 10. Yeah, so I don't I, – I, I'm wondering – I I'm going to be kind of doubtful if something like that carries over. I think maybe it was a case of him carrying his team a little bit more, but it's nice to know that that potential is within the roster. I hope he proves me wrong and is like our <laughs> one of our top goal scorers. I mean, but... so on the one hand, like – yeah, I think he was kind of carrying the team. He he was the focus there in a way he won't be here. On the other hand, yeah. like that team also did not have one as much firepower to pass to because he got five assists too. Uh, so, I mean, he's definitely going to have more quality attackers around mm-hmm. him. And also that kind of takes some of the – if people got to pay attention to other players, that gives you a little more room too. So, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. There's that. There's definitely a flip side to that. So excited what he what he can bring to the table again. He's probably the the biggest known entity that that we acquired or marquee signing, if you will, purely on that merit. Not not just purely on that merit, but partly. It's a good get. I do it was a big pull. Good get. Now here's the one I'm really excited about, and partly because we don't know what to expect fully is Rasmus Thelsen from Denmark from, I don't remember the team name. Who Probably can't I'm pronounce still it. I'm not convinced is not Magnus Rasmussen in some sort of disguise. Yeah. You know what? If it is Maggie, like that's fine. We're good <laughs> at that. We know what we're getting. It does look kind of... like you just sort of threw Magnus's name into a word jumble and came up with the new one. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna unfairly get get that comparison, but I <laughs> I have a feeling gonna he's tough. gonna be able to kind of uphold to it to to a certain extent. Um, when this signing guy kind of first happened, I you really went got to, I, deep into the nerd zone after they signed him. I was about to say I got yeah I got hyper fixated, you know, and so I was digging down and I was trying to figure out because I was very interested to see the league he came from. Like, how does it compare to the USL? Like, what can I make of his numbers as far as what we're getting and what it's going to look like in the USL? And ultimately what I came up with is that they are somewhere between the USL and MLS range, probably maybe more towards the MLS side of things. So, but he came from a, a, a kind of a lower team from there. They, they had just gotten promoted to their upper division, but probably going to get relegated again. Um, yeah. So I'm expecting for him to kind of be a end up being a really big pickup, one that we look back pretty favorably on, like almost look at it as a bit of a coup. He's 25 years old. Like this is the kind of guy who probably wants to come over here to America and make his mark. And, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe he departs us with it with the transfer um, a couple of years down the road. But while he's here, I hope he's uh, I hope he's kind of what I'm building him up to be on my mind is a real playmaker, a real difference maker. Something totally new. Yep. What are your thoughts on him? I I don't know a lot about him other than the Magnus jokes. 
but <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I, I do, I do agree. Like he's, he's coming from a league that is comparable to ours, if not like a little bit higher standard than ours. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you expect good things from that. I, I am curious to actually, I didn't get to catch the, uh, the one open preseason game or the public preseason game. So I'm curious to actually see him play, but uh, overseas guys, I'm always like skeptical until I see (laughs) actually see him play. And that's right. The point I was going to bring up is that the biggest hurdle for him is I guess just kind of getting acclimated to everything. I think there's certainly a off the field learning curve that's, us fans don't fully appreciate and that probably translate to to, to on field even when you're like just changing teams within the league even after these long preseason all the time you've had with your new team i still think there's a amount of time that you need in a kind of a competitive setting to kind of build up and get up to speed like going back to corbin bone i remember when he first started with this the first several few games like he was fine I don't think he was great. He was just fine, but he got better. And after like six to eight games or whatever, I think he kind of really found his groove and, and we've really felt like we got our money's worth from him before that. Like he could, there, there was a ramp up period. Yeah. You got to get acclimated. Yeah. So I think what I'm trying to say is that we got to cut him some, some grace here at the beginning, particularly with this big whole overseas transfer. I mean, he's, he's a young dude, you know, he's, he's, he did play, he did leave Denmark before he played in Germany briefly, but He's never left Europe and played before, so it, this will be a big new I thing. Would say, that's that's not a that's not a long trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so, a pretty short was, train ride. Yeah, it was, and it was it was brief. I think it was like one season or something. So, anyway, very uh, very eager to see how that one pans out for us. If we got a few other signings, we have Oliver um, Zemmel, German goalkeeper from Marshall. He was part of that 2020 national championship team. What's kind of interesting, cool about him is that he wasn't a trialist. The team sought him out. They were really impressed with him. So they went out, they found their guy that, those they, Mar- that like, they went there. I don't know a lot about him specifically. I know that Marshall team was good. So Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he he he, he had been around. He was at a few other teams that could transfer around, but he was part of that Marshall team. And, I mean, between between being on a team successful like that and the fact that our team went out of their way to to get him, think bodes well for him and he, he did well in the preseason apparently i mean he's probably going to be third choice keeper just because you know obviously kyle morton's kyle morton and danny fondes i think really kind of danny earned danny earned, earned it last season yeah danny he earned is, his spot danny to is, be too danny is number two until like someone takes it <laughs> yeah i mean if we can be completely honest I was kind of hoping for Danny's sake that he had a one-year contract and he would be able to go get a starting gig somewhere else. Cause I felt like he deserves to start and he just wasn't going yeah. to hear. And I always, I felt like we would be able to find a backup. I think it is a I'm, gift to have him for another season. Oh yeah. I was going to say, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that we have him, but for his sake, I was like, man, I kind of, <laughs> I wish he was able to go find a starting gig, but you know, he may want to stay here anyway and be part of what we have going on. For I would say, know, I- but I don't know what went on behind the scenes. I think historically the team is pretty good about doing right by the players. So I think yeah. like if he wanted to go somewhere else, I think he would have been able to oh, go yeah. somewhere else probably. Um, yeah, I don't know that. We, we're not going to have a to. Memphis situation here. Oh my gosh. Did you yeah, see? I saw that. Can we do, can we get into some gossip? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spill. Yeah. Spill the tea, Zach. Oh, I forgot his name. Wait, let me look. Wait, let me, let me, let me look Bill, up Bill this. 
<laughs> so I get the the facts right. But Memphis had a player. Or they're they're like their main goal scorer last season, whose name is Philip Goodrum. Philip Goodrum. Uh did a podcast, which man, if we I wish we'd get someone to spill the tea on our podcast <laughs> like this. Well, that, uh, would, that would that would imply that we have uh, we have some drama that has yet to surface. <laughs> I don't want. Yeah, that I'm the only one that spills tea on our podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, here's the quote: "It's I had opportunities to go to ML into MLS and go into Europe this offseason, and the club held me back from that. So I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't devastated to be back here." <laughs> Gosh, then can you imagine if we had what is it? For those who can't see my face right now, I'm doing that grimace face emoji where you're just kind of grinning at their teeth. I'm like, oh, not good. I am devastated to be here this year. <laughs> not good at all. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, I get I, I get it's business, like with the contracts, the club's got to like operate in their own best interest. But at the same time, like – you have to find at the same time if a if a balance. quality player is that mad at you, I don't know if that's going to do you a yes. lot of good this season. I, I was about to say, like it's obviously to a point where he was very willing to be pretty darn public about it. So things obviously aren't very good there. Like ah, uh, yeah, man, ah, uh, tough. That <laughs> that is that is tough. <laughs> you got to at least be on good enough terms with your players that that's not a thing someone's going to say onto a microphone. Yeah, keep that like behind closed doors. But nope. But anyway, uh, what I'm gonna say is I I don't think we would have a situation like that with Fondes here. I think like if he was yeah, really yeah, yeah, wanting yeah. to go somewhere else, I don't think the team would stand in uh, the way of that. Oh yeah, I was I don't think he would have ever pushed for something like that. I was just kind of thinking like, yeah. wouldn't it have been nice if he was just you know if his contract just I happened think he to be running out. He deserves to be a starter somewhere. So yes, I, I I agree with that. I'm glad to yeah. have him here while he's here. So. Weird saying all that to say is that Oliver Semmel will almost certainly be the uh, be a, the third string choice. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what develops there. You know, injuries happen, you know. Danny Fonda's got injured in the preseason. Kyle Morton was still coming back, so we got time there. You never well, know what's going to happen. He has a so. history of third string goalkeepers coming into the season playing very well. <laughs> I, do, I do have to say something about the third string goalkeeper stuff before, because in the past I had been adamant that I thought that a third goalkeeper was excessive like a, a non-necessity and i think Man, that i was i was for one year I, I i my point was is that if you really need a keeper like if you're like in that dire straits you can go out and get one at that time you don't need to have one for the entire season or whatnot i've since changed my stance on that i'm what i'm trying to say is that i was wrong not to be transparent <laughs> about that Sorry, I'm just uh, I, yeah. I'm just remembering the nightmare was that was having three keepers all get injured at the same time and having to sign a fourth keeper mid midweek before a game. <laughs> I I, st- I still think that's one of the more plug and play kind of positions. You could go out tomorrow and get a a goalkeeper from somewhere else and plop him in the starting lineup with the least level of disruption versus if you did that like in the midfield, for example, or something like that. It's not it's not exactly how it played out when it actually happened, but yeah. Anyway, as a rough game, just want to forget that. Yeah. Game. Anyway, uh, who so I else we we, I think we debated on the, the the goalkeeper thing before, so I want to say I've changed my tune. Is it? We can move on. Isaac, is it Kano or Cano? I think it's Cano, but okay, I'm not good at pronouncing anything. I haven't looked yeah. at the pronunciation guide yet, which I need to do. 
but I think it is. Does, does the team, does Louisville City put up the players pronouncing their own names like racing does? Because that's very helpful. It's, it's, I've it's like spelled it out, like it's spelled out like phonetically in the, in the media guide. I'll oh, see. I loved what racing did where racing on the media section of the website, there's like a folder with a bunch of audio clips and it's every single player on the team saying their own name, which is very helpful. I don't, I, I mean, it, I could be wrong, but I don't think that they have that on the on the Louisville Which City is, side. The only reason I even remember it, or the only reason I know about it, is because Yuki's was hilarious, <laughs> and and I think it it like it became like a a meme. Uh, so I, but it is a super for people who have to say players' names into microphones. It's nice to hear them say it themselves. Isaac Cano is a academy kid. He got so he has one of those two way contracts, so he can play for the first team, but he still retains his collegiate eligibility. Essentially, wh- how I view these kind of things is it's a vote of confidence. We could see him on the field. We might not see a ton of them, just considering the depth of our team. But it's a vote of confidence that he is trending in the right direction. So I will say you know, that he could... pretty great track record for the players that have, have signed that yeah. sort of contract so far, though. They definitely, yeah. like, they are not handed out charity contracts to the uh to the academy players just about yeah. everybody we've signed we've seen contribute in one way or another yep he he is a forward and that's kind of an area where i think we've had the like least amount of like depth as far as like a traditional playing forward especially like when cam was out pretty much all of last season i really wish we had we had another striker to to fall back on instead we would just kind of like flex ombi over or matiti would uh would would play over there Speaking of Matiti, uh, his uh, the name on his jersey this year is not going to be. It's not going to say Mushagalusa. It's going to say Matiti on the back, nice. which I think is a travesty. Mushagalusa is just like a great jersey name. Cano is he's got a pretty good mustache in his media day picture. So yeah, I, he does. I, I I'm all in. Yeah, so Support. good on him. Excited excited to see his career develop. I don't know if again we'll see a ton of him in the uh, in the first team action, but he is available, so it's possible. I think. The only mustache on the team. Wow, we got to step it up. Yeah, I mean, uh, you in, got some stuff, but just like straight up mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only mustache on the media day photos. Good for him. Two more new signings: Ramsey. Oh, I know how to say this now. I'm just struggling. Kwaswami, Kwaswami. Whatever. I'm sorry, man. Kwasmi. I'm sorry, Ramsey. Kwasmi, because it, it's Q A, which typically read. is a K sound, but I'm not positive. Usually, if it's just Q Q A instead of Q U, it's like a K. So I'm gonna guess Kwasmi, just purely yeah, based I on apologize the to him, but hey, he was a he was a trialist signing, came from Providence. Seems, I mean, he seems to look good on paper. He's a defender, but I saw he he took some penalty kicks, so he's kind of got that uh, Sean Tosh energy. About him with that, yeah. I saw I saw a few of those when I was digging up looking for for stuff on him when when we first announced him. So, um, you know, he might be kind of like a a John Eric type where he's probably not going to play a lot, but he's going to learn a lot being around with us. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how his, his career develop, whether it's uh, here for the long term or or elsewhere. But uh, he's in the mix. We could see him most likely. You know, it's like the Open Cup sort of setting where where we might get a first look at him. And we're gonna need. We need some depth at center back this season, so good to, good to have more 
just more bodies there. Yep. Yep. So, and last but not least is uh, Jordan Scarlett, which I think we are dubbing the uh, the Josh Widener successor. I think like probably the-, the the biggest competition with Dylan for like biggest signing of the offseason. Another yeah. like quality USL guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the one knock against Jordan just simply is the fact that defenders are less sexy than like midfield or attackers. Yeah. So um but no he's he he played for the New York Red Bulls too when they were good, not the bad ones that we most recently remember. <laughs> the good and baby bulls, also, not the bad baby bulls. And he played for Tampa Bay, but then he decided those colors are, are they atrocious. in the bad league? The baby bulls. They go to the dark place. Are they in the bad league now? I think they're in the dark place. I mean, even if they yeah. are or aren't, like nobody knows. Like because nobody's oh, gonna yeah. be watching that league. It's a I, joke. Did are those games on TV? Are there there's are there people at those games? Do they are we sure that those games are happening? You probably have to pay some additional package to to watch them because <laughs> money grab. John Garber. Anyway. Enough about them. Jordan Scarlett will probably be one of the uh, one of the people vying for that kind of open, the open second uh, center back spot when when Josh almost inevitably heads off to Europe. You know, Sean Tosh being that lock. My guess is that it's going to be kind of like last season early on, or I think we're going to see Rotation. maybe a little tweak to the lineup there every game from game to game. I yep. think it's going to be week to week on on who the starting two back there are. Anytime I ask who the who the center backs are. Anytime I try to get something from from Coach Cruz about like his preference for guys he's gonna play or whatnot, something to that effect, he always just falls back like it's a it's an ongoing battle. And I I believe him in that. And especially back there. I think the midfield and the back line are gonna be very fluid. Yes, I know that I thousand percent agree on that. Um you know, we also keep in mind we have West Sharpie, who's still kind of dealing with that. He had an off-season uh, procedure done, so I think he's still kind of revving back up from that. So we might not see him early on in the mix. I think he was—he's uh, already kind of been officially ruled out of the mix for this first match against Orange County. Um, and we also have Ian Solaire, who can play center back as well as kind of like a defensive midfielder. So, speaking of uh, Ian Solaire, I think one thing that uh, that I'm going to be looking eye out for this season is how he does. He had a kind of a rough first season with us. He had a lot of injuries. He just kind of did like, okay. I don't think he ever really found his footing solidly. So this is going to be kind of like a big make or break year for him. Yeah. So it seemed like more than any skills issue or any problem with his play, it seemed to just not really gel with everybody. And I think just just time could help with that. So, yeah. So, Fresh slate this year, um, you know. As far as I'm aware, he's he's healthy and ready to go. So when he does get those minutes, I'm I'm eager to see how that goes. Yeah. He also had some injury trouble last season too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's he, I mean, I think he's just yeah. It was kind of probably one of those like injury sort of situations where he's not formally out, but he's also not playing at 100. percent His ankle got messed up. I saw the picture. I think he probably had some nagging stuff going on that we didn't even know about. In addition to some yeah. of the bigger injuries that we did. When I was kind of thinking through like questions I had for this year, that was that was one of them. Like, what's what's going to happen with with him? Because this is going to be kind of a, a big year for him. We'll see. Big opportunity ahead.
All right, you want to talk about some of the preseason matches? I don't know if we need to go I through mean, all of them, but... We got to see the scores. We didn't really get to see a lot of them. A lot of draws. They played a very tough schedule, which I like. I think that helps get ready it was for the all on the road. It was pretty much all on the road, too, which we yeah, also have lots to of, Lots of MLS teams on the road, which they've already started their season, right? Yeah, last, yeah, uh, so last week. Like, not only are they MLS teams, but they were further along in their offseason than we were. So, like, I, I think... I like seeing you stack an offseason against better competition rather than like play a bunch of easy games. Yeah. The one actually I was most excited that about that we got on the schedule is the Seattle Sounders. I have a lot of yeah, respect for for that organization. Like they do they've just been consistent. Concacaf Champions good. League current yeah. winners. Yeah, they Seattle had a Sounders. Down, they had a down season as far as league plays go, but they 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 won that elusive title that nobody else in the MLS has, has ever got. So that kind of made up for it. But well, they, they have a really good organization. They've always been good. Time. Was it? The Galaxy did win it in like the early 2000s, but it it, it was like a 15 no, year drought. No, they're, they're, the Seattle Sounders were the first team to do that. I'm like 95% sure. You can fact check me, but I so do want to say that. So they changed the format recently, and so I think probably the first one since the format change. But MLS League team has won it in its history. I'm still not convinced, but either way, at at bare minimum, it's been a very long time. Yes, it's not. It has not happened for a long time. No, but I I have a lot of respect for uh, Brian Smetzer, their head coach. He's been around for a while. Like, he's just. He just keeps them good. He keeps them relevant. Like that's like a model like team as far as like they're on the field product goes. So I'm happy that we got to be around them, even if it's like a very limited experience. Uh, you know, I don't know how much they do with these other teams besides go there and play them. If there's any anything else beyond that, probably not much. But I'm just happy that it so, happened. Does that make sense? Just just to prove to everyone that I'm not crazy. I don't want to gaslight anybody. The LA Galaxy up? won it in 2000, but it okay. was it was called the Concacaf Champions Cup. Like they they've done they did that thing where they restructured it and so they consider it like a different thing. But in the previous uh, incarnation of it, the LA Galaxy won it in 2000. It so it had okay. been 20 full years since a That's since right. I mean, an American team had won it. I mean, when you're saying that, it and made I think sense. Only like, like I, I, only two other teams that even made the final. So. My Toronto being one of them, they were literally a penalty kick away from winning it. Devastating. Sorry, American teams. (laughs) Rule them out. Toronto and Montreal have also made it. It, This is the stupid almost thing of having... Huh? They made the final in 2015. Really? All right. Good for them. But anyway, they they play a different country. They they should play in the Canadian League. It's it's very silly the way it works. Anyway. Okay, back to what you're talking about. Sorry, I derailed us. No, you're fine. Um, I mean, what you're saying, it made sense. Like, I knew the LA Galaxy were very good at that time frame. So I'm like, if if somebody else did, like, that team probably would have. So whatever. Anyway, so... Um, there were weird yeah. things going on around that time period. I think that's around when uh, uh, the Richmond Kickers won the Open Cup. <laughs> like, oh, early 2000s, late 90s were weird for American soccer. <laughs> Weird landscape then, but uh, bring it back to, to Louisville City. You know, it was a tough preseason, a lot on the road, very intentionally done. Um, 
they did it very kind of specifically to kind of mirror so like some of the formats like uh, like like traveling on a sort of the same like cadence and, and like rhythm so like when they go out west it's not like a totally unfamiliar entity which i think is really smart and good and like and i get it like they know they can win at home and and most of the times well but working on that away record so i i appreciate that it does suck we don't get to to see more matches in the preseason but is what it is nice i'd rather see, see regular one, season which we normally don't even get to see yeah. one so yeah and uh I, I got to go to that to the one Knoxville match at Thurman Hutchins. It was a pretty cool experience. More of like an intimate sort of thing. Since it's just, you know, it's just a field and you brought like a lawn chair and sat around it. So it was almost like <laughs> going to like a kid's soccer game as far as like but it was hard the to vibe. like mentally yeah. digest. It was like a professional game, but just like the setting made it kind of feel weird. But it was cool because you're like right there in the action. It's a different perspective. You could like hear the guys talking and it got spicy at times. Uh, I remember there's a probably really Probably really hammers home how fast they play, too. Oh yeah, being right there, and the regular communication and just how they communicate is interesting. Particularly because my preferred seating is kind of more of an aerial view, so I don't get that a lot. I mean, there's probably people, there might be somebody listening who regularly sits like very close to the field, and they're like experienced with that. But for me, it was see. But it was even a bit then, new. you have like background stadium noise. Yeah. So like at the park like that, it's probably like even two hundred people you there. Hear you know? even more than if you had midfield seats at stadium yeah it, I, it, the one part i remember was somebody went in on a tackle on brian Omi. he didn't like it immediately like shoved the guy i could just hear the collision of brian's hands like against the guy and they start like jawing <laughs> off and the teams all kind of ran at each other it's very different when you're when you're that close kind of thing it'll happen but uh i think i was a little disappointed the fact that it was a 2-2 draw um but you know that's what preseason is for you're, you're working out the kinks well, i know it was later but one thing I really we'll enjoyed in this preseason, they played a lot of minutes for academy players. Oh yeah, games. that even that, the, that in, like, one specifically. in the in the MLS games too. Like yeah, yeah. They, so they they were playing multiple academy players for basically the entire second half of that of a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, a good handful of of those kids like went on went on some of those road trips. I know Nashville was one where where there excuse me, there's a lot of. Academy kids in the mix. I want to say at least they were my one point where there are seven of them on the field. Yeah. Which is awesome. Coach Cruz is genuinely kind of bought into the idea of having this academy and giving the players who earn it the it, the opportunity. It isn't like something where it's coming down from on high. It's like, Danny, man, you got to play some of these kids like because we want to make this work. No, it's like something he wants to actually make happen. It's part of and they're earning his it. vision for the team. I'm really I'm thrilled about that. Like I you know, I could go on all day about how much I love the academy and how important I think it is to the long term of this club. Made me happy. Hope we see more of it. It Even seems solid. Did, like, they played a tough schedule. I mean, they got a lot of draws. It, it looks yeah. Even if we did, pretty, like we like, we have to look at it with the context that we know there's a lot of experimentation going on and learning still. So it's like a yeah. take it with a grain of salt kind of you thing. You can't so. draw too much from preseason. Exactly. Uh, but exactly. I would rather play a tough preseason schedule than play an easy one. So, yep, yep, ah, totally with you on that one. What else we got going on? We want to talk kits? I, oh, I know you new, do. That's probably the newest news we've got. There's not a lot to talk about because they're pretty boring. You said they're something fine. that I did. You said something online I didn't agree with. You really hated the awake. I don't think I which... said anything. I just pushed a gift of me going of. Somebody going I to know, sleep. I know how to read your your gifts. Like I know that I, I as soon as I'm like, all right, Zach's not gonna like these. That's fine. But like, 
the away kit <laughs> I think was the better of the two, and I, I, I think it did a better be- balance than normal, kind of like finding a, a little bit of a, a uniqueness to it, and not be like super yeah. boring. Like it's not. I'm not gonna call it exciting by any stretch of imagination. I think okay. I I hate calling kits we clean. I think it's way overused. Away but it's clean. Up, that's like near the bottom for away kits. And usually the team's away kit is better than this year. I think last year's was more interesting than this year, even though I was also pretty mad on last year's. I did not like uh, last year's. I did not like that one. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't love last year's. Uh, I, I think. Uh, the purple hoops one. That's probably one of the better away oh, kits that they've was, had. That's yeah, yeah, that's one of the better kits. Right. I'm yeah, I'm uh, not gonna argue gets that one. Gold hoops but, were good. They had one that it was like silver that was really hard to see. Twenty twenty. It's the twenty twenty one. I, would, I hate it that, that one. I, that was very similar to this one. I feel like I get the same vibe. No, this that one didn't. It didn't have any color to it. It was just it was like a, yeah. like a pattern or accent that was like just a different shade. That was not good. Yeah. You really don't it's, think that this year's away kit is better than. 15 and 16's one where they were basically like almost just like white weren't they just like white well, I mean, shirts what i was gonna get to is i say this is like takes us back, back to like those first two seasons where the kits were just i mean like it was third division soccer that the kits for those first two seasons were 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 pretty were pretty minor league soccer looking yeah <laughs> uh but like this this know. does I, not I, look minor league but it's just very boring I think it was better than last year's. I think it was better than 2020s. Like, also, I think it, I th- think it's got a, it's a, it's got a little general, uniqueness to it for being a template at least. I just don't think. Well, talking about the home ones. I mean, the home ones, like they they play in purple kits. That's 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 all you ask for. It's fine. I, the home I don't kit think was just black and purple fine. works well. Black is like invisible on purple. It, no, yeah, nothing just, nothing you do they, black on purple stands out. It's very very hard to see anything you do. With that color combo, they the team I, desperately needs a good, good secondary color. Yeah, I know. I, I agree opinion. with you, but with the the black and purple, the only one I will debate you with on is the 2017 um, third kit, the kind of the fade, the black one. The fade. Do you know what I'm talking good. about? Yeah, that was good. That was the th- and it worked. Yeah. It worked on that one, but I totally get what you're saying because yeah, the black and the purple just kind of bleed together, and you just yeah. don't really. See it, you know. It just just looks like, like a maybe the. Purple. I think the purple might have been a little lighter shade of purple on that one. Yeah, that, I think you're it, right. It, it stands out more on that kit than than on this one. They also, the premiere of it, like if you're gonna have a black and purple kit, your your like you kit reveal it should not be in like dark in the locker room lighting because it, it like you can't see anything on the kit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah, I had, a hard, time. I had like, a hard time with that. I don't know. It's not, they're not, they're not bad. They're just boring. Yeah. I would, I, and I agree. I and am that, of the opinion, like, I want to see you try. I want to see you take some swings sometimes. I'm fine with having misses as long as you're swinging. And it, yeah. I, I just, I get bored if you're not ever swinging. Yeah. I think the problem is, is and I don't want to get too, too deep in this, is that like with Adidas, like, you're stuck with so many templates and apparently it's a small selection and it's not really ever updated. So it's like very limited to begin with. And so really yeah. your only opportunity to get I, I also get the vibe with color. I get the vibe that like priority one is it should look professional and priority two is everything else. So like 
I think that sort of just leads to having kind of bland stuff a lot. Oh, I agree. I like my jaw didn't hit the floor like like with excitement or, like, or anything I think, when I when I saw these yeah. kits. Like I th- I think I think the away kit looks good. I think the home kit looks fine. And again, that's all within the context of I already had an idea of what we were getting just simply based off that, of like just what Adidas scarf. offers. Yeah. Also, I think you can so. sort of guess what the kits will be like from the season ticket scarves because they always sort of incorporate some of the kit yeah. design elements into the scarves, which is, which is why I'm cautiously optimistic about the racing kits uh, because the scarf is like half mint, half lavender, which if the kit is anything like that, I, I, that that's that's at least interesting. Uh, yeah, I... I, I think but, the general uh, sense is that that, that I think that, we both that, assume like, that the third kit's going to be very boring and suck, right? Uh, like that's the thing is like having bland, ha- having like solid but kind of bland regular kits is fine if like you know like oh they're going to really they're going to really bring it with the third, but they don't they don't ever really bring it with the third kit. <laughs> There's almost yellow like the other year, so like I'm I'm optimistic that they'll do something more unique and kind of like off the beaten path. I know, like I know, you're like in your head, you're already painting it as a black kit, and that might be true, but <laughs> we'll see. Well, you're the pessimist. Maybe the this year the third kit won't be another team's kit, <laughs> like last well, year. Well, I mean, it's probably going to be a template, so yeah, it probably will be another team's kit from from some year. You but can hopefully, still make a template not the same thing another team has. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just got to do unique colors with it, so. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We we won't see it till like halfway through the year. It's it's always a ways off. colors, city flag colors. It just some something something unique with the third kit, please. Uh, I'm begging. I want them, yeah, I want them to just go full on unhinged, like just something just way out of like left. I'm not field. buying like, either of the regular kits they showed this year. So if they want me to buy one, it needs to be an interesting third kit. All right, you want to talk about the regular season a bit? Yeah, we got uh, got the schedule. I, do you remember? I have well, I've not slept much, but I've slept a little bit. What's the format for the season this year? Like, uh, so I know there's we'll, more West games than than years past. We will play every West team at least once. Okay, so could be home, could be away, but but we'll have one encounter with with each of them at least, and we will play all the Eastern Conference teams twice, a home and away. I like that schedule. That's a good that's yeah. a good format with with the amount of teams that the league has. Over the past few years, ah. the USL has definitely been training in the right direction of merging the two conferences because like you think a few years back it was basically two different leagues, you know? The final at the end, like <laughs> two te- two conferences that never met. It was weird. Which, but I I, yeah. I got it. It was a build. I like old-timey baseball. I I'm fine with that, but yeah, I, I think with the number of teams they have now, like I think this is a good format. It's a good amount of games. Kind of away heavy to start the season, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough, but I mean that was that's been one of Coach Cruz's focus. So just throw these kids in the fire and and see if they're if they're ready. They should be. I mean, again, we we keep preaching consistency. This team knows what they're doing. They know what the game plan is. Let's see if they can go execute yeah. it now. Um, I have my eyes particularly on the first five matches because I feel like after the first five, I can really you can really like look at the data. And look at the film and have a good sense of what this team is. Not a complete picture, but a good like you have a you've built up a, a, what I'd say is a tolerable sample size. And yeah. so I'm really interested to look at that. And of those, you know, three of the five are are on the road. The first two on the road: Orange County, the Monterey. Then come back home, El Paso, 
uh, Dylan Maris's former team, the Sacramento Republic, who made a deep run in the Open Cup last season, um, good playoff team, and then Detroit City, who I don't like their fans. <laughs> I have strong feelings about their fans. Um, I love Detroiters. But, uh, yeah, I, have, Which, I haven't watched I got, that. I, I finally I got you, and I think you should leave. You need to watch Detroiters, too. I think you should leave is amazing. I laughed yeah. so hard at it. He's so brilliant. So, yeah, I do want to watch I mean? Detroiters because of Tim Robinson. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you haven't watched, I think you should leave on Netflix. It's a sketch then comedy you're not going to understand Robinson. any of my gifts. <laughs> it's so funny. I The first one I watched was where he's trying to eat the – like they're trying to skip lunch and he had the hot dog and he started he, – he slurped it up and started choking on it. I was in tears. I was immediately sold. That was the very first clip I saw. Oh, so good. This is gonna. I got. I got. I gotta have a lot of self control for this not to just turn into us reciting funny things. So I think you should leave. <laughs> it's a fedora with sorry flaps. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right. Um. You gotta figure so- out what it is you do. All Don't right. talk. Uh, All right. Oh. Um- other matches, uh, I wrote I wrote a few matches just kind of like of note on there because we don't want to go through the whole schedule. I mean, like we know the other teams in existence. Uh, we'll we'll play, go through them as they happen. Yeah. yeah. San, We're going to um, play everybody. Play, so <laughs> San Antonio is coming here to Louisville relatively early on. It is going to be an air quote purple out, which is fun because be game. have we done a purple out before? Like we've done like a like a blackout concept, but I yeah. like the purple. Out that idea. does that does bode well for the third kit not sucking. If if we put a purple out on the schedule rather than a blackout, but I mean it's like which it's is in funny because this is not, because they're not going to have the like, third kit by then. The year we put per, we put black on the actual home kits. Yeah, well, I mean, th- with the supply chain the way it is, we might not even be able to buy the new home kit if we wanted to. By that point, we'll see. It was um, late in the season that we actually got the third kit last year too. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm like, it's at least the halfway point, so it's not going to be around for that purple out. Anyway, then we play at Indy in late May, which I think is the same time as the Indy 500. Which, like, why would you schedule that? But yeah. whatever, you know. Plus, at least we can that's drive just home long enough night. into the season for like Indy to start to really disappoint based on the expectations. Yeah, on paper they look good, but yeah, you're right. They could, I, they always uh, they always do on paper. I would say they always do, but this year they really do. We'll see. Phoenix Rising, I wrote them down, even though they had a kind of a down year. I still think they're one of those like historically good teams. And I, I would say that it, it's one of those that it really doesn't matter what they're doing in that particular year. Like that, that feels big. You still kind of circle it, maybe not as heavy. They need to have pen, a lot of down circles for me to actually change my, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, perception of them. They've earned it. Yeah, they've earned it. Um, Indy is going to be our fill the fan match at, um, at home in late July. That smells like the kind of game where they debut a a potential like third kit. It seems like late enough in the mix and kind of like a big enough match. Who knows though? We'll see. Um, and we don't play Tampa either time until late in the season. September is our first meeting. We go there, and then the very last game of the uh, of the season is Tampa at home. It's a fan appreciation night. How do you think about potentially playing Tampa like three times in a month? <laughs> I don't like Tampa. I don't want to play them. 
I want to beat them. I don't want to play them. I'm always going to be nervous going into those matches. And I think it I always makes that green like, if they meet in the playoffs, it always makes that playoff match really weird. If you've played a bunch very recently, yeah. games get weird yeah. when you start to play a team a bunch of times. You mean like 2020? Where we played, I think our entire season, we just played sport in Kansas City too. We didn't play anybody else. It was just repeating. <laughs> I remember that correctly. Kansas I think that's the only team we played, yeah. I'm, I, I, they're the only two team I miss. We always had bangers with them for no good reason. There's no reason any of these matches should have been as electric as they were, but they always were. Yeah. Like the last match at uh, at Slugger, that 8-3 to three match, it was a comeback too. We were down 3 nothing, and then we scored oh, eight goals. Cool. Unreal. We had that that late um that late winner was like that it was a four three the next round. I, I missed it. I wasn't at the stadium at the time. I was so mad about that. Um oh, we played them. Game. Yep. Yeah. We won our first championship against them. We have a lot of good memories with Sporting Kansas City too. Swope Park Rangers. That was a travesty losing Swope that. Park name. Rangers. It's a better name. Way it's better just name. Stuck with that. It's Way just stuck, better name. Just stuck with Swope Park Rangers. Those were the games I had kind of circled on the on the schedule. I'm sure, I'm sure other you know, there might be some other matches that become more important as as things start to shake out. Maybe some names fall off this list. Who knows? We'll see. One thing I do want to point out about Indy, they I mean, despite them having down seasons the past few seasons, they technically have won like the Lipa Crown the past two seasons. So like, we can't let them have it be three straight. Like even them like having not good seasons, they still found a way to get the better of us, which is annoying. Yeah, I probably shouldn't start off joking about how bad they're going to be. <laughs> Even when they're, yeah, because they, they weren't good, but they still <laughs> managed to outpoint us. They have that dumb traffic cone thing. Game I got circle already. Not not a regular season game, but we get an actual competitive game against Lexington, their first year in existence. We got the yeah. Open Cup game already on the schedule. Uh, April yes. 5th. I, I'm, I'm excited, excited about that. So, I do have to say, I, I called Lexington home for a number of years. I went to UK, lived there even a little while afterwards. Like, I have a lot of fond memories of Lexington. I'm very happy that they have a team, and I'm going to support them, but not when it comes, not when there's a conflict of interest with, with Louisville City. Louisville City still comes first, but so I'm happy well, we like, get to play them. I want a friendly rivalry. I was rivalry really hoping for there. some sort of like Leaks Cup from UFL or USL or like a chance to play them regularly. So I was very excited that we drew them very first. First open cup, first round. Yeah. So that will happen a lot just because of the regional weight on the draw. First round we play in. Sorry. Yeah. Not the first round of the open cup, but yeah. Yep. So that's uh that's gonna be electric time. That's that's pretty early on. That's early April. We're uh we're a month away from uh, that. We got a friendly. We finally got an international friendly. That's gonna be cool. And it's against the team that's actually ranked lower than us in the five thirty eight rankings. F C K. So it should be a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Kaiser Tyler Boyd, American international. He played for Toronto for about five minutes. So that's how I knew of him. Nice. <laughs> they weren't good. He didn't really play much for him. And then he left again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second uh, division. Bundesliga team. Yeah. German team in the mix. I will, I'll be honest. I like I, I had my fingers crossed for uh, union Berlin, but I I'll take, I'll take Kaiser slaughter. I think that'll be a fun game. There's still time. There's yeah. still time, plenty of time for them to come over stateside eventually in place. Maybe not this season, but you know, you know what I mean. Have you, uh, 
you're on you're on better speaking terms with people on the inside than me. Is there any is there any rumblings? I know I know that maybe kind of sort of there might be more of the of these international friendlies. Do you think is that still on the table? Yeah, there will be another. All right. They won't tell me, but there will be another. <laughs> See, they'll tell you that there will be one though. I asked. I think I already t- I tweeted some about it. Wasn't it? It's an English team. <laughs> that's that's that that's the extent of what I know. I don't expect Chelsea to be rolling up in here, but it could be a big team. Yeah, could be a team we've heard of. We have nerd stuff. You put in the notes that you want to talk about nerd stuff. Five five thirty eight. The five thirty eight is looking real good on Louisville City's chances. I will preface it that favorable five thirty eight rankings yeah. coming into the season. I, I will preface it that I like five thirty eight. Not I don't think they're perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but there's a lot of smart people there doing a lot of smart work. And uh, if you look I, back I, at their track record in the soccer realm, at least like not too terribly far off. I mean, so like I, I will I put say a little bit of weight four, in it. Four leagues outside of like the top flight European leagues that get a lot of attention. I do think the preseason rankings are not as meaningful for them. I, I think their model needs to see some games to really start yeah. to get their rankings down. So I, I don't put a high, high amount of, uh, I don't know. If, I, I don't, I don't really put a lot of merit into their preseason rankings, yeah. but they really like Louisville this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of helped last year. They're very high on us last year too. And I mean, we made it to the final, you know? So yeah, we, we pretty much dominated all their rankings, their highest SPI, which is their ranking thing. We won't go into that, but it's their basically their calculation of where team kind of like stacks up in a numerical value. Um, 50% chance to win the regular season, to win that elusive regular season title. 99% crazy, chance. It's the thing they've never done. <laughs> yeah, it is weird, isn't it? I hope you can break that one. 99% chance to make the playoffs. 37% chance to make the final and 22% chance to win it all. We are number Which one in all of this category. Which is insanely high. In like a 30-team league, down a 22% chance to win the finals before the season starts. Yeah. San Antonio is nipping our heels in some of those categories, but we are uh, we are the favorite. And, yeah. I mean, if you look at the team, like, it it makes sense. Well, like I mentioned, like, the favorite. It might not hold up, but, like, I get yeah. it. Five five thirty eight has Louisville ranked ahead of Kaiserslautern in their like international rankings. So, like they 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 are pretty big on them right mm-hmm. now. I think they're ahead of. I was looking at the rankings. They're ahead of uh, Houston in MLS. They're ahead of. Uh, I couldn't tell you a single uh, player on, on the Houston Dynamo or Real <laughs> Salt Lake for that matter. Like I pay attention yeah, to the MLS too. Like. So those are pretty bad teams. I could see that. But yeah, I think it's pretty big to be ranked ahead of preseason, ranked ahead of several MLS teams already. You know, we've been cautiously optimistic about the team, and I think that some outsiders uh, share those in certain regards. So I, you know, I, I, I follow this throughout the season. So I'm interested to see how the numbers kind of go up and down and change and whatnot. I, I did a little tweet thing about those um, historic SPIs and whatnot. They did change the formula a few years back, but. Um, it's one of yeah, our highest noticed, numbers we've gotten for that. It, like the, when they, the first year they did it, I think it were really favorable to the USL. Cause I think it like, it was, uh, yeah, 2018 was the first year they did it with the USL and made it up to like the two hundreds in the international rankings. 
which I, yeah. I think they were it they were at one point they were fifth in the United States, like <laughs> including was, all the MLS teams in one of the rankings. Yeah. It was after 2008. I think they adjusted their formula to something closer than it is now, which so uh, things kind of came back down to earth. But yeah, here we go. I, I, yeah. I finally pulled it out there. They're ahead of Salt Lake, Houston, D.C. United, and St. Louis right now in their in the 538 rankings. Wow, St. Louis is pretty disrespectful. They were actually they did pretty good for the first game, first few games. Well, two, I mean, they, they moved up two six spots, so they're okay. they're less ahead than they than they were. Yeah, I still think they're like maybe too unknown even for their models to really like appropriately assess. Like they've no, literally, I, yeah, literally, literally like, never played before. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's a yeah. new season for them. It's like their new existence. They're babies. You want to do some predictions? I think we I'm should revisit our predictions at, like, at the end of the yeah. season. Like I, I think yeah, we, we should we... actually pull the clip of us saying it and see how wrong we were. Oh, boy, I better be careful how I phrase these things. <laughs> Zach, you kick us off. You're the prediction king. You throw around a okay. lot more predictions than I do. How many points do we, does the team get this season? Although I need, I probably should have looked this up before I made this prediction. Are we playing the same number of games as last year? I think so. Okay. I don't think enough has changed for that to be different. I, I can go first. So I predict 68 points. That's assuming that we play the same number of games because I haven't actually looked that up. So I think I think the team is better, but I think the East is also I think yeah. I think the East is also better overall. I think I think a bunch of other teams got better. So I think uh, I think the East is going to be pretty. I think there's going to be a lot of teams fighting near the top there, and so I think they they don't hit the amount of points they had next season, uh, but are still. I, I think I think the points are spread more evenly throughout the East, so I think they're still in first. I'm going to go ahead. And I'm going to say seventy. We got seventy-two. Last year, I think we do. I do think we do really well, but I don't think we do enough to eclipse what we did last year. And I think part of that is is that the East, just as a whole, I think leveled up quite a bit, and and think could be a bit tougher. But we also improved as well. So it's yeah, a I very. Think, I think all the season. Eastern teams are going to beat each other up this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this slugfest. So I'm going to go with seventy points. All right, nice 68, 70. So group nice. So we can both be very wrong at the same time. Yeah, we go down together. <laughs> yeah, this these are probably going to be kind of weird ones. What do you think the biggest win for the team is this season? I want team and I score. Think, I think we keep. Uh, you want? Oh, pick the team too. You said. Yeah, team yeah. and score. I think we kick Detroit City's teeth in in one of their matches, four nil. Four nil, okay. Yeah. Um, I am. I'm gonna shoot my shot on this one. I think we beat Las Vegas Lights seven to one. You need a good like just like monster match like that. That would be fun. I hope you're right. Because when it rains, it tends to pour in Las Vegas. It's <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I took the cop-out route, and I picked an Eastern Conference team, so I have two shots to be right. That's a good point. That's a good point. We didn't say home or away. I didn't even look. I didn't even look if that Las Vegas game was home or away before I made that prediction. I don't think that matters. <laughs> okay. I think this is the tougher one. What's the biggest loss this season? 
Uh, I should go first on this one since. Yeah. Uh, uh, I. So I think it's going to be a surprise. I think it's going to be that thing they do every year where they're having, a, they, they play very well and then have like a big, huge blowout against the worst team <laughs> in the conference. So I'm going to say, Oh, I'm going to say they lose 4-1 to Charleston and also that Charleston has another bad year this year. You know, I was I kept going back and forth between two teams. One of them was Charleston. I nearly picked that, but I got picked differently, <laughs> so I'll pick the other team. I'm going to say we lose 3-1 to one to Birmingham Legion. Oh, interesting. You think they... I think Birmingham's going to be good this season. You think they get punched in the, in the jaw in one of those games? I think a bit, you know, like obviously just a two goal deficit, like isn't like the most crushing thing in the world. But I think anytime Louisville City concedes three, like Twitter's going to make it sound like the, the sky's falling in. And I don't know that I that I would want to be at the uh, post-match uh, press conference with Coach Cruz because he will not be uh, he would not be in a pleasant mood. We'll see, though. We'll see. I do think Birmingham will be good. Do you do you have any predictions you want you wanna you wanna force me to make? Do, do we win the Louisville Indianapolis Proximity Association contest? Do we get the uh, barrel? Ooh. I'm gonna say. Okay, I'm gonna predict that Lipa FC is tied because they're just gonna play them twice this year, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's tied at the end of the regular season and then Louisville beats Indy in the playoffs to to take the crown in, in the in the rubber match. I think that there's tiebreaker criteria technically for LIPA where it doesn't carry over into the playoffs. It is a decided in the say, regular season. I'm going to say they're going to they're going to have the same score uh like it's going to be one win for each and the score will be the same in each. There'll be a complete tie. Okay. I think I, for, I forget the order of operations. I think it does go down like, like home and away goals and, and stuff like that. You know, I don't care. Thing. I don't but care about I get, that. I get what you're saying. No, I get, saying. Yeah, I get what you're have, saying. It'll be even. And then, and then Louisville will take the crown in the playoffs. I'm going to make a weird prediction, and I think that they leveled up enough. I, I think they're going to squeak one out. I think it'll be a very narrow thing, like like eight-point difference. And they'll get to keep the dumb barrel, but we'll just be fine. We'll still cruise through the playoffs and whatnot, and they will they will be sad in early November when the finals are happening, or the Eastern Conference finals are happening. I want to be wrong, for the record. I would love to be wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, we're always wrong, so... That's a that's that's for that's it that's that's what will happen. Like what wild predictions do you think that? Can you what imagine? Other predictions should we make? If we got one of those scores right, <laughs> how much we won't let anybody. How annoying I'm going to be online. I'm gonna post that clip <laughs> everywhere. Uh, as sorry, you, what, as you what should. you say? I was gonna say, what other sort of predictions should we be making? What other kind of rabbit hole uh, do you want to go down? Okay, let's go top four east, top four west. Uh, and I, I, I need to. Do you want me? Do you I want me to go first? This one. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pull up John's website and steal some of his homework. All right. Well, I'm freestyle. I'm literally just looking at the table and going based off what I remember from these players. Eastern Conference, Louisville City, Tampa Bay, uh, Indy, Birmingham. You could flip those last two if you want. It's close, but let's just go with that. Western Conference, San Antonio. I'm realizing I'm not as well-versed in the Western Conference, so I'm less <laughs> confident. Sacramento Republic, Orange County, San Diego. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, I look at any numbers for that, people. So if I get that right, it makes it that much better. All right. For the East... I'm going to say Louisville. Yes, you should. I'm going to say Birmingham second. Uh, I like it. Tampa I like it. third. Uh, and Detroit fourth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a swing what? for that fourth one. I think there's going to be a surprise. Yep. I like I got to look, you got to life is weird and weird stuff happens. And you got to you got to predict one weird one in there because somebody you don't expect is going to be in that top four. That that blinking meme. OK, <laughs> plus, I did want to say <laughs> you could have said the battery. I don't you said you think the battery are going to be bad. I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be above average, uh, maybe good. We'll I want to say, oh, I, I am also in your boat where I have not been paying enough attention to the Western Conference to really be making this. I mean, I think I pay attention. It's just I pay more attention to the East. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Western Conference, I'm going to say Colorado, San Antonio. I think Phoenix bounces back. And. Oh, fourth one. That's a tough one. Uh, I'll go with San Diego. There we go. No Sacramento. No Sacramento. Let's see. Anything can happen, right? Yeah, I think they had I think they had like their magic year last year. I think they might come down to earth a little bit this year. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Now, heading into the season, kind of what what storyline surrounding the team are you watching? Like, kind of what's what's one like lingering question you have, or one thing you're going to be keeping a keen eye on, whether it's like with the I, player, I think, or the tactics, or whatnot. I think Josh Winder, the Josh Winder transfer saga, is going to loom very large over the the whole season this year. I think I think that's going to be kind of a continuous. I think every couple weeks we're going to get a little leak. About about something, I think I think that's going to be like a. I know that's not super directly related to the season, but I think that's no, going to be. That's, I mean, that's kind of what I was looking. Yeah, uh, that's, I, I think get it. and on the field, I think anytime he has a good game, that's going to be what you're going to hear about. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I think that'll be the the big story of the season this year. Yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of. Not, not not in a bad way, but I kind of like written him off like midway through the season. So it's kind of like, yeah. like 
less about like we know who's going to move and that's gonna be exciting and and everything but what lingers in my mind is like what will the team look like after he is gone who like is there somebody who's going to be like kind of be his like his successor like take that that second spot in a back four are you going to still see a lot of movement changes battling for that like what what's going to happen is that's that's the that's the element of that i'm most closely Will watching. that giant dollar sign fill the void he leaves behind? Yeah, right. <laughs> no. One thing that I'm going to be keeping you? it. What is your storyline yeah. to watch this season? I got, I got a lot of them, but one thing I, I will bring up here. I mean, obviously, we talked about the insular thing. I think that will be interesting to see how things play out for him. But one I am very curious about is what does it look like for the striker position for us in a formation we have one up top what does the time allotment look like for wilson harris and cameron lancaster can how I, do you split those minutes can i give a and hot I take go for it i'm not positively exclusively play formations where we only have one up top i was about to get to that i was gonna say i think that's okay. very much why formations like a three five two and a four four two are are now probably going to be more heavier in the mix to get both of them on the field. Yeah. But for now, I'm going to operate on the assumption that the 4-3-3 will be of those three, the most frequently played still. Maybe not as significant in the past, but when we do see that one striker look, who's it going to be? Like, like, What's that breakdown going to look like? Assuming both players stay healthy. I think it's a big but one. you're right. Formation-wise, I think I think there's going to be a lot more diversity than we've seen in the past. Yeah. I think we get that three-five-two because we've talked it's about going to be very before. fluid this season. We did not like the three-four-three, three, and but we think the three-five-two is <sighs> more so of the right move. And yeah. I think we'll get that with both of these guys healthy. And the four-four-two kind of almost came out of left field to me. I think it's pretty boring and standard, but heck, like if it gets the right guys in the field, then like go for it, you know. Yeah, I will guess we probably see more three five two than four four two. Would be my yeah. guess. Yeah, I agree. Yep, I'm with that one. But I think I, I think Coach Cruz likes the, only the thing idea I don't, of having the only thing I don't love about the three five two is it takes like a central midfielder off. And I I don't I don't like what that does with the team generally. Yeah. Back I'm too conservative. Back threes just scare me. I like having a, a the back four kind of setup is more comforting to me, but there's a reason I am not a head coach. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we have our first match coming up this Saturday as of recording. Orange County. I feel pretty confident about it. You know, anything can happen, but like, I think if you look at it on paper, we're the better better team, even being the away team. Like. You'd expect us to get something from that. It's just, I'm, I guess, to me, more of that storyline is what is going to happen. Like, who is the starting eleven? What shape do they come out in? That might be kind of like a precursor, but to expect for the first few matches. But who knows? Any any thoughts particularly on the upcoming matchup? Uh no, I'm looking forward to just actually getting to see the team since I missed that. Uh, missed that one preseason game we could watch so uh you have i don't to have any super i don't have any super orange county specific thoughts i think they'll be yeah. decent i think it'll be a good test on the road yeah. uh we didn't mention we got at least two two espn games this year 
Yeah. Uh, the Miami and uh, Detroit games are, are both on the ESPN schedule. I think Louisville's the only team on there twice thus far. Good to be king. Help Good to finally get some respect around here. I know, right? Get left off <laughs> as, list if, as if we don't always get a lot of respect. <laughs> John Morrissey did not put enough of my players in the best. <laughs> we only best got one player on the all league preseason rankings. I've blocked him on social media. I'm done with him. He's dead to me. I'm kidding. He's a smart guy. <laughs> I just like the overreact because everybody overreacts to him. That's the nature of the beast. He, he knows got no, his his mentions got absolutely thrashed by that by posting that. <laughs> no one was happy. Oh, he, he knows he's he, he it coming that. from all sides. Yeah, particularly the, the Detroit fans. Like you never make them happy either. You're not talking about them enough, and when you do talking about them, you're doing it for clicks. It's like it's a zero win scenario. <laughs> I like to give them a hard time about oh, that. We stuff. missed the big. We missed the big story of the offseason, but. We did talk about the biggest one, which is our our old man soccer league that play or soccer team that plays at the practice field is undefeated. Two draws to start out the season. We you have never com- been on fire like this before. You know what the commonality is with those two draws? I we have were, been we absent missing for some both of, our worst of them. <laughs> I wasn't going to phrase it that way, Zach, but yes. <laughs> I was getting fatter on a beach for one of them. <laughs> Actually, I didn't formally sign up for this session. I am a, I am a backup because the games are so late when school's in yeah. session. It's two 10 o'clock games. And it's cold. It's not, I, I'll do one of the two, whether it's cold or late, but not both. Not these old bones. I'll be back. But I'll be back to drag the team that's down. That's two though. points. We started the season off with two draws. That's, that's double our points from last year. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we've we had a few seasons of rough patch. Yeah. I think, so it's a rebuilding. We're, we're through a rebuilding phase. And I think in, indoor went, went pretty well, except for when I when I fell and skid on like, if you If anybody's listening and you play, go to play indoor at Mockingbird Valley. I, that ground is unforgiving. It's carpet. Yeah. Wear pants. It's worse than carpet. Oh, man. It tore me up. That was not fun. Wear like I, knee pads or I, something. I may have pulled a gif of, of it that is did saved you get, on my did computer. Did you actually get it? I man, I it. never yeah. fall when running, too. And I just kind of just like fell over like very unathletically. I'm like, why <laughs> did You were that chasing down somebody from behind and trips. I was, and I guess I just got off balance, and that's like not a thing I normally do. So, like, as soon as I fell, I'm like, "Why did you fall?" Like, that's not a thing that you. And do. it was a solid four to five feet. Yeah, my my right knee got it got it worse than the left, but both of them were very tore up. Like, I was like, I'm a little, on my I'm a little sore night. from, I'm a little sore from our old man game last night because I did, I did maybe, absolutely murder someone. <laughs> I was I was playing forward and we were pressing and uh, somebody passed back to one of their center backs and he like bobbled the pass and it went behind him and he had that like oh crap I, I messed a thing up face and I smelled blood in the water and was and just like gunned it at him full speed and I was expecting him to pass back to the keeper and I stepped to cut that off 
and he instead tried to do like a turn move and like stopped and turned into the direction I was stepping and just like full speed collided into like <laughs> a very nice old man. <laughs> I I was expecting to get thrown out of the game. Takes a lot to get thrown out. Yeah, you have to does. be egregious I about it. Didn't even get a card. It, uh, they I I think he didn't even want to call the foul. Yeah. Yeah, you hardly ever see fouls, let alone cards. The only card we saw was when that kind of like mini skirmish broke out. The one game, that was a while back. So. I'll be down. I'll be back to drag the team back down, though. I'm going to get back in better shape. I'm not going to be good at soccer, but at least if I can do more of the running and whatnot. I always say, whenever I can't make a game, I always tell the team that I wish they do well, but not well enough to make me feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, not being there. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. All right. Well, Zach, I don't know about you. I think I've spilled a lot of my thoughts that I was wanting to share. I think it's a good kind of it's good to be back. Talk through of everything that's happened in the uh, in the off season, kind of what we're looking like, what we're looking forward to, hits and the like. I'm excited. I'm re- I'm just ready Thank to get you things guys going. For listening. Yeah. Check out the other Thanks. state of Louisville pods i i am looking forward to seeing some linemen eat some burgers around town yeah i want to learn where the good places are looking forward to that one so thank you guys very much for listening again i'm benton find me on twitter at purple sdf if you want (laughs) i'm zach you can find me at zach wl and i i would suggest you don't (laughs) we'll be back Weekly, we're gonna find our our rhythm, our cadence. With, with we don't actually have, we probably need a Twitter account for the show. <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, maybe we should we should yeah. look into that one. <laughs> but anyway, so we'll be back soon enough. We'll we will do a episode dedicated to racing right before the start of their season, and then we'll get into our kind of weekly flow, and whatnot. So it's good to be back. You know, we had a good off season to relax and rest. But I'm eager and excited now to watch some soccer and talk about some soccer. But y'all take care. We will chat again soon. Thanks for tuning in. Vamos Morados. Bye all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.